Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Jones has just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately. He's the handoff. You know who that's? The Q-inator. Oh, my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it's time to answer some mailbag questions. And for the first time, we've got one of our favorite guests who's going to help me answer these questions. I've been mixing it up lately. I know that the very big deal, Chris Nimbley, does these mailbags mostly. But this offseason, I wanted people to hear a bunch of different perspectives. So, of course, you've heard Joe Blewett, Kayla Pace, Nick Spano, the very big deal, Chris Nimbley. And now adding another name to the list of people that are answering mailbag questions with me. He covers the Jets for NorthJersey.com. You hear him all the time on the show, especially during the season when he helps out with the postgame report. Andy Vasquez. Andy, you're back from the West Coast. You must be tan, rested, ready to go. And I'm sure your golf game is looking good right now. The golf game is not doing so hot because, uh, you know, I've played like three times in the four months before going out to California, but it was a good trip. I, I was warm most of the time. It was actually gets cold there at night, like shockingly cold. But um, yeah, it was a good trip and I, I enjoyed the sun, the beach and and some golf. So, yeah, and a lot of good Mexican food, not any Mexican food for a couple of weeks. I'll say that. Now it's back to pizza for you because you're back in New Jersey. Hell yeah. Good idea. I'm going to do that tonight. <laughs> and speaking of pizza, what you put on the pizza is sauce. 
and cheese. So ah. let's talk about sauce here because my friend Nate Francis and I were on the phone the other day and he put a scenario to me that's a theoretical. And I said to him, man, that's a tough question that requires a long answer. And he said, I'll tell you what, instead of answering it with me on the phone right now, why don't I put it in a mailbag when you open it up for questions and you can answer it then? So I'll answer Nate's question now with Andy. The question is, worst case scenario, the top three picks in whatever order are Sauce Gardner, Kayvon Thibodeau, Aiden Hutchinson. What would you like the Jets to do at that point? Would you want to trade down or is there somebody you would take at number four? I'd be looking to trade down personally because... I'm too nervous about Trayvon Walker. I know he's got a ton of upside, but there's just so much work that needs to be done in a lot of projection. I'm not saying he can't become an awesome player, but at number four, too rich for my blood. Ikem Aquanu is an awesome player, but the Jets have a really good offensive line on paper for the first time in a really long time. And I just think that taking him where there's no hole and then having to make a trade or having to have somebody go to the bench that doesn't need to go to the bench, it's unnecessary, especially for a team with so many holes at premium spots right now. And then the other realistic option at this point, I think, would be Jermaine Johnson. But again, I like Jermaine Johnson. I don't know that I think he's an elite caliber prospect. It'd be tough for me to pick him at number four if I were the Jets. At number 10, different story. So if I got a decent offer to move down, that's probably what I would do. I'd try to slide down a few spots and then maybe take Jermaine Johnson. But if I was stuck at number four, tough one, I guess I would say Ikemakwanu. And the main reason is because I just think he's a much better player than anybody else that would be available there. Like I said, Walker has upside through the roof, but he's just too risky. And I like Jermaine Johnson, but I don't think he's an elite prospect. I think that Aquanu is. And so I would take Aquanu and then I would figure it out from there. But my preference at that point would be to trade down. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you. I think, you know, if the, if the top two edge rushers are off the board there, um, I, I agree with you, and that's that's kind of what you have to do because I, it's a tough situation because I think there are arguments to take an offensive lineman there, and and the argument would be that Joe Douglas isn't building a team just for 2022; he's building a team beyond that, and George Fant isn't under contract beyond 2022, and you can figure out that one year of awkwardness in which you may need insurance because it's not a guarantee that Makai Becton is going to come back and be able to play. I mean, it's, it's just the reality of the situation. It's not ideal, but it's just how it is. You, you can't completely count on him until he proves it. Now, I, I think there's a lot of promising signs and, and he's obviously shown what he can do. So I don't think you need to do it, but you get an insurance policy. If you, if, if, it doesn't work out. If it does work out, you could have two dominant tackles for the next decade. So I, I think there's there's a strong argument there, and and I know Jets fans won't like hearing this, but I, you know, I couldn't criticize them too much if they took Kyle Hamilton there also because I I think he is a potential like I hate this term, but it's probably the best way to put it like a generational guy at safety, and, and it's not like it was with Jamal Adams where coverage was an issue coming in and continues to be an issue right like this guy can cover this guy can make an impact in the box against the run and pressure the quarterback and the nfl is becoming in, in this past heavy age of the nfl that's becoming 
really important. And I think safety is getting, especially with safety, you can kind of do it all like that is there's an argument there that that is a premium position right now. So uh, I think there is a play, but ultimately I think if they're sitting at four and the guys are off the board that you said, I think they should move down because they do need more help and it would give them an opportunity to get guys rather than stretching for a guy. I I agree with you would be a stretch for Jermaine Johnson at four rather than stretching and and maybe making a bad pick. uh, You get guys that kind of where you should get them and and you get more guys eventually. So um, yeah, I agree with you. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Next question comes in from Tyler Sloboda. He says, I feel like I might be the only Jets fan that doesn't want Debo Samuel. He only had one elite season and his battle injuries with his right leg and foot. If these trade rumors are true, do you think he's worth trade comp and a $25 million a year contract? So let me just start with what I'm about to say is most likely moot because I don't think there's any way that San Francisco is trading Debo Samuel for a variety of reasons. They could franchise tag him next year and trade him if they can't work out a deal. And they've got Trey Lance, who is going to take over as a starter this year. And getting rid of his best offensive weapon would be absolutely crazy for the kid's development. So I don't think there's any way Debo Samuel is going anywhere. But as far as what you're saying, I get the concerns. He has had injury issues, but he's clearly an ascending player who really came into his own this last year. He can do everything, and we know he's a perfect fit in the offense because the San Francisco offense is incredibly similar to the Jets offense since Mike LaFleur was an understudy to Kyle Shanahan, and so he modeled what he does here with the Jets 
based on what Kyle Shanahan does in San Francisco. So, yes, of course, I would want them to get Debo Samuel. The question is, what would the compensation be plus the massive contract? And that's where you run into some issues. I would consider trading what the Jets offered for Tyreek Hill, but that's it. I wouldn't trade more than that. I would be okay with paying him, but as you said, the injuries make it a little bit dicey. That said, I just think he's such a special talent and so unique that if you could get him, you'd do it. But I wouldn't be willing to go overboard and give up the 10th pick, or some people have suggested the 10th pick plus. There's no way I'd do that for any receiver, by the way. I guess what I'm saying is I do want Debo Samuel. I disagree with you on that end of it, Tyler, but... I understand what you're saying in terms of being measured as far as what you'd be willing to give up for him because you can't give up the farm. Yeah, I mean, I I basically agree with everything you just said. I I wouldn't even want to give up as much as they're willing to give up for Hill because his injury history is is more concerning and extensive. And he's just not as established as Hill. Not to say he isn't a a phenomenal talent, but he hasn't proven it on that level yet. So I, I would want to keep one of my second rounders and I would want to obviously pay him a few million less per year than, than Hill is making. But for all the reasons you said, if, if that situation did arise, I would, I would want to him on the jets if I were the jets, because I mean, he's a phenomenal talent and he's a perfect fit for the offense and, and they know him. I mean, these guys have been in the building with him. So um, like, yeah, I mean, basically everything you just said, ex- except for I wouldn't be go- willing to go there with Hill in terms of the per year compensation. I you have to get close. I, I understand that, given what the the market has done this year, but um, I, I certainly wouldn't be trading a top ten, a first round pick for him under any circumstances. Next question comes in from Robert Hurdle. He says, since more and more NFL experts have now had time to study Kayvon Thibodeau's tape and are not really impressed by it, could it be that those character issues are put out there for the Kuipers of the world to save face when he doesn't go at the top of the draft? Is Jermaine Johnson now a reach at number four? So let me just start by saying, I don't think that most of these guys are unimpressed by Kayvon Thibodeau's tape. I think what happened is the expectations and the hype were so high that when they looked at the tape, they said, yeah, this guy's really good, but he's not anywhere close to what people are making him out to be. He's not a generational pass rush prospect. That's really what's coming in here. And there are people that are picking apart parts of his tape, and he's not a perfect prospect. If he was, you'd be hearing about him going number one overall or certainly him going over Aiden Hutchinson, and you're not. So I don't think that he's a guy that guys in front offices don't think has potential to be an elite player or a really good player. It's just that they're not as high on him as some of the people on Twitter and social media and some of the guys on YouTube and all that are, or were at least, before they started to really look at his tape. And as far as the character issues being put out there for the Kuipers of the world to save face, I don't think anybody in the league cares about that. In fact, I'm sure there are plenty of people in the league that would love to embarrass people like Mel Kuyper. So that's certainly not a reason. I think the character issues come down to there's that old school mentality of you should eat sleep and breathe football you shouldn't be having major interests off the field which is of course silly you didn't hear anything about Kayvon Thibodeau getting into trouble off the field you didn't hear anything about him having issues with teammates you didn't hear anything about problems with the coaches 
those are the things that to me are what would really concern you. If he's going out there and making marketing deals or thinking about things he could do after football, I don't really think that's something that anybody should worry about. Although I do think there are going to be some people in the league that will dock him points for that because they're old school and that's just something that doesn't compute with them. As far as Jermaine Johnson, this kind of goes along with what Brick City Will asks, which is, is Jermaine Johnson in the Goldilocks zone? Which is a funny callback to a discussion that he and I had on Twitter. The Goldilocks zone, of course, being, is he too high, too low, or just right? That is kind of the issue here, is that he is sort of in that Goldilocks zone where four is probably too high for him, but he may not make it to ten. So what do you do if, say, Thibodeau and Hutchinson are off the board and you're locked in on a pass rusher? Do you take him at four thinking he probably won't be there at 10? Or do you take a player that you have rated higher? And we talked about this before, Andy, somebody like, say, Ikim Aquanu, or if he's available, although in the scenario that we laid out before, he wasn't going to be available, Sauce Gardner would be an example of somebody that you could say, okay, do you want your number one rated corner or say your number three or number four rated pass rusher? That's where it becomes interesting. So yeah, he is in that weird area where number four is probably a little too rich, but he might not get to 10. So what do you do there? It's a fascinating conundrum and I'm curious to see how it plays out on draft night. Okay. So a lot to go over there. I'll, I'll, Start with Thibodeau. Uh, I, I think what you're seeing is this guy obviously is an athletic freak and and can make some huge plays and, and has immense potential, but it's not as pro-ready maybe as people thought under closer examination. And, and there's starting to be questions about, you know, whether or not it's worth spending that high of a pick on. And I, I think that's the biggest issue with him. I don't think anybody doubts that he can be a, a game-changing pass rusher. It's just... He's not there at this point, and it's going to take some refinement. And then in terms of, like, who benefits by, like, the character stuff getting out there, such as it is, uh, as you explained, it's, it's not real character issues. It's it's kind of that, you know, is this guy, does this guy love football type stuff? Um, like, if anybody's being bailed out or, or giving themselves you know, room to be bailed out. It's the teams that are going to pass on him, right? It, it, those are the ones, they don't want to look stupid and they want to be able to be justified and they want some cover for doing that. So I don't think anybody in the league is is super like concerned about how Mel Kuyper or any draft expert looks. Um, like you said, I, I, they would enjoy it if they look wrong. But um, I think that's kind of when you see, I mean, there's just so much misinformation and and stuff that that goes around this time of year, even with the top 30 visits, like it doesn't necessarily mean a team is interested. They might be trying to throw some misdirection there, you know, and, and create a market or, or a trade market or, or whatever. So there's always a bunch of stuff going on under the surface. Uh, and that would be where I would think it's going on here uh, with, with Johnson. Uh, again, I think, uh, you know, he's obviously a guy who has an immense ceiling and, and a ton of athletic ability and, and all the tools to be an elite pass rusher. But there, there are a lot of questions. And I feel like if there's questions about Thibodeau high in the draft, there should be even more questions about him. Uh, and I wouldn't be comfortable drafting him at four. Like you said, 10 is a different story. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you there. And, and that's why if the jets, if the draft went the way we had projected it earlier, 
I, I would ideally want to trade down, like I said before. And then with, with Sauce, I just don't see the Jets taking a cornerback at the top of this draft because I, I feel like they feel like they've addressed the cornerback situation by bringing in a starter in free agency. And if you just kind of look at the, the cornerbacks that Robert Sala has had over the years, it's, it's, it's not these like kind of these guys maybe became elite, like with the exception of Richard Sherman, like, and this is kind of why the jets, I think did what they did last year. I think they take a lot of pride in developing cornerbacks and, and you don't have to be like this prototypical athletic freak, I guess, to be a good cornerback in their system. So I, I don't know if they feel like they have to spend that kind of pick on a cornerback because of that. Um, that That's just my read of it. I, I could be totally wrong, but that that's kind of how I feel. I think cornerback is in play when you get into the second and third round for sure. I just don't see them doing it at the top of the draft. But that's just me. Next question comes in from Steven Schaefer. He says, I know there are a million draft questions. Here's another one. Could the Jets draft an edge and cornerback at 4-10 and 10 and then double up on wide receiver in round two? I suppose it's possible, but I really don't think they're going to take two wide receivers with their second round picks. I just think they've got plenty of needs. And I'm not saying that their wide receiver room is great. They absolutely need to add one. And it would have been nice if that receiver was Tyreek Hill or even Amari Cooper, but unfortunately that didn't come to pass. But they do have Elijah Moore. They do have Corey Davis. Braxton Berrios is solid depth at least. Denzel Mims will be in the mix. They don't need to be using two second rounders on wide receiver. Now, if they take one in the second round and then come back with one of their fourth round picks and get another wide receiver... Wouldn't object to that, but I just think they've got too many needs in too many areas to be using both of those second-round picks on wide receivers. I agree with you completely. I could see them taking a wide receiver with any of their first four picks, but not and not two of the first four picks under any circumstances because, like you said, the room has some depth and some talent, and it needs more, but it doesn't need that much more. Like it, it just wouldn't make sense. Um, and it's, you know, because it's so hard to project these receivers and and how it's going to work at the next level, it's it's not a high percentage play either to, to kind of, you know, I mean, I guess you have a better chance if you, if you take two, but obviously, as we've talked about before, they have a lot of needs to fill. So, yeah, I, I don't see them going that direction. But, like, yeah, uh, maybe a receiver in the first round and then one in the, in the fourth or fifth or the second in the fourth or fifth, but but not two out of those first four picks. Next question comes in from Jay Luscant2122. He says, there's no chance there's a scenario where the Jets would trade Elijah Moore as part of any deal, right? Correct. Elijah Moore is not getting traded. I don't, yeah, I don't think so. I don't see why they would have to do that because they have a ton of picks and they could trade away like a second and a third round pick and still pick in the second round, right? And then twice in the, in the fourth. So um, it wouldn't, that wouldn't make any sense. So I don't see them doing that. They like Elijah Moore. He's a good fit for the offense. Uh, and he showed significant progress over the course of the year. So, um, I mean, I'm not going to rule it out because there could be some scenario out there that we're not even thinking of where some player becomes available that we're not even thinking of. And then maybe it wouldn't potentially make sense because you're getting some proven elite receiver. But I, I don't see that coming to pass and and barring that i don't see any reason for them to trade him at all 
That's going to wrap up part one of the mailbag. We'll have part two for you tomorrow. In the meantime, make sure you check out everything we're doing at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some great videos up there. Visit our store at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, mugs, hoodies, caps. It's all there. tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And make sure you give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time. Doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you can go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.